Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Before we start the show, a word from our sponsor. Lyndon, we got sponsors. Hell yeah, we do. Well, I guess we gotta thank Dash Mortgage and You First Realty. Who are those guys? They're your full service mortgage and real estate brokerage. Who is behind that? Our good friend, Dan Horgan. Dan Horgan? Yeah, he not only rips out in the water, but he's an experienced loan professional. Hmm, so what does he do? He helps out in conventional FHA, VA, refi, or jumbo loan products. So Dan has the lenders to make it happen. Yes, and he'll give you the best service in the industry. Nice, Dash Mortgage with no bogus fees or points? That's right, just give Dan five minutes of your time to hear what he can do for you. So who does all the real estate then? That would be me. What? Well, Dan has his license too, but I work under Dan. Okay. Yeah. But so, you're a real estate agent too? You know this. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I helped you get your house. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. So if you're looking to buy, sell your home, or looking for an investment property, give me a call. So not only a Ruka rep, you're an experienced realtor? Yeah, I didn't quit my day job, London. I still, I still work for Ruka. <laughs> okay. I do real estate on the weekends. Yeah, I've been offering great incentive programs for all my friends and family to keep more equity in their pocket. I guess I'm not a friends or family because I never heard about this. <laughs> but all you on the Late Night and Chalky podcast, Saul, call our office, 714-784-5736 and mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Nice. Anything else we know need to know about Dash Mortgage? Um, just our California Realtor BRE number, 01993245. Okay, let's stop talking about real estate and mortgages. Let's talk about what really matters and what is that? Surf trips. And where do we like to go? Off my mind, Nicaragua. And where do we stay in Nicaragua? The one and only Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. An in exclusive, inclusive, all-inclusive... Boutique, boutique hotel on the beach, waves out front, ponga drops, waves down the beach, Colorado's where I saw late night lar get shactified. Oh, insane in the membrane down there. Tons of barrels, but better yet, it's not just the surf that's insane down there. It's just this compound that they have. Killer it's poolside, killer food top-of-the-line chefs, you name it. It's in a safe, gated community. Community. Uh, they'll pick you up at the airport. They'll drop you off at the, uh, at the house. Um, there's ping-pong table. There's horseback riding. There's horseback riding. Yeah. There's world-class fishing. Golfing. There's golfing. Um, the scenic. I mean, it's it's the best. You could get a massage after surfing for four hours in the morning. Yeah, so it's great for people that are traveling by themselves. It's a great place to bring your family. It's a great place to have a retreat. It's a great place to have, you know what I'm saying? 
bachelor parties. You know what I'm saying? I think we've been there for all of the above. We might have. So go to Mark and Dave's website and mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast, and you're gonna get 200 bucks off a selected uh, off selected weeks for the rest of 2019. Oh, sign me up! This is insane. Mark and Dave's. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. We're sitting down with Becca, Kyle, and Penelope, the (laughs) card dog. Penelope, what kind of dog is she? She's a pug. 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 She's so pug. Beautiful, beautiful pug. (laughs) Guard dog, though, really. (laughs) Come on. Guard dog. Bark, I mean. She's she's a great, very talented CEO of Daydream. Yeah, she's our security. Oh, she's got the title of CEO. Yeah. And CFO. Nice. So we're, we're in the back office kind of um, storage office slash, slash storage, storage yeah. of a daydream surf shop here in Costa Mesa yeah so thanks you guys thanks for yeah. having us on yeah so when did you you know we're gonna I'm gonna ask you we're gonna go back and forth all the time but when did you start daydream yeah so we started daydream we actually got the lease exactly three years ago we're like just Almost to the day yeah we're like renewing our lease like today no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we got the, the anniversary day. Yeah, but pretty much. Yeah. Sweet. Perfect uh, timing for us. Yeah. Then. We're literally going to be sending the signed lease back at, right after this. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. Um, so, yeah, it's been exactly three years. Um, we got the space while we were still living up in the Bay Area. We were living in San Francisco um, when we got the space down here. We grew up down here, um, but we went up north for college. Um, and then, so we were looking for spots, we were looking for a commercial space. Uh, or an industrial space and uh, signed the lease exactly three years ago and we took a little while to build out because uh, we were on a super low budget um, uh, anybody listening to this podcast that wants to start a business do not quit your job and then try to get a loan it's not the order to do yeah. things yeah. getting a loan without a job is very hard unemployed yeah. people don't really get it <laughs> who's, who's, who's the woodworker um, so uh, at first it was all of us. Every, yeah. it was just like me, me, <laughs> me, Becca, and my uncle John, and um, uh, kind of just doing our best, like uh, to to be like our skill levels. Like I didn't even know the dimensions of a sheet of wood. I didn't even know a sheet of wood was a four foot by eight foot thing. Yeah, like we were starting. Oh, it is with no. Yeah, we were <laughs> starting. Doesn't with know no, either. No knowledge, and we're just like we got to figure this out. They call me the unhandy man. <laughs> so yeah. okay, so let's go back to the beginning before all that yeah uh, Kyle I've kind of known you since you were a little grom forever Aww. yeah wet behind the ears uh, coming into Huntington Surf and Chub, Chub Scout yeah yeah so sure. let's talk about that let's talk about the beginning yeah um, how old were you? Did you you grew up in Huntington so I start I grew up in CDM from like five to nine and then I moved to CDM when I was ten or I moved to Huntington when I was ten um, and then I lived in Huntington from like ten to eighteen and then I moved to Costa Mesa after high school. Um, and I lived in Newport for a sec and then uh, moved up to Berkeley to go to college. Okay. Um, when did you start surfing? I started surfing when I was seven. So, seven. yeah, my uncle John, um, who I mentioned helped us with the build out, really mm-hmm. cool kind of full circle conversation. He is the first person that, you know, really interested me in terms of surfing. I just thought he was like the coolest person ever and you know when you're a seven-year-old kid you just want to do whatever you think yeah the coolest person you know did your dad or mom surf or my dad surfed my mom did not surf okay um but my dad was uh pretty okay it's time to commit 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Out of the picture. Um, he he bops into my life a little bit in yeah. and out. Um, so it's your mom's da- brother. Uh, they're act- so I call him my uncle, but he's actually not blood related. Okay, so it's going to get a little complicated. So okay. um, it's just <laughs> we know all about that. Yeah. So so yeah. Uh, his parents father figure exactly. Yeah. His parents, Mike and Carolyn Delavan, were like there when I was born. They're like my grandparents, and it's their son, John Delavan, mm-hmm. and he's just one of the most epic human beings of nice. all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, was, really it wasn't guy. your mom's boyfriend, just a friend. Um, John, no, 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 they're, they're, uh, yeah, there was no, they're no, neighbors. like, uh, okay. yeah, they're, they're neighbors. Yeah. Um, my mom, uh, knew Carolyn, so John's mom, um, they were both waitresses at Coco's in oh, Corona cool. Delmar. And, um, so yeah, so they kind of knew each other through that. John was just a cool guy that was basically like my uncle, not blood related. Yeah. He had a BZ. He took me out to Big Corona, pushed me into a couple waves of Big Corona, that was the first time I ever stood up on a surfboard, and I was just, like, hooked. Um, At seven. Yeah. Nice. I, like, had to do it. My mom was sending me to this beach camp, you know, during the summer. That's a good spot. Like, CDM to surf, yeah. like, yeah. start, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Cruise. I've never surfed that area yeah. for some reason. I uh, I remember going to beach camp. I think I was, like, late seven or eight, and, like, I was trying to stand up on my boogie board, and I'd get in trouble. They were like, you can't do that. You hmm. can't stand up. You're a liability. Like, you, like boogie boards, if they're laying down, I'm like, oh, I just want to stand. And so I got a soft top, and then my mom started taking me to Blackie's every single morning, religiously. Wow. 5.45 in the morning, boom, going to Blackie's from CDM. Um, and I just went there and surfed a soft top for, like, a year straight, which was super unusual for the 90s. I feel like surfing in the 90s, like... Yeah, straight on high performance, here you oh, go. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... Yeah, you didn't soft ease Soft tops anything. are coming on now, yeah. not really yeah. back then. Yeah, I was just 10 years ahead of the trend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I did that, and then um, I, I basically, like, strictly longboarded after that, and I was like, I'll never ride a shortboard. One year later, I was like, I'm only riding shortboards. Yeah. When I moved to Huntington, I was like, only riding shortboards, I'll never longboard again. So what, how old were you when you moved to Huntington? Uh, 10. 10. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's stop there and ask Becca, what, what was your humble beginnings of, how, yeah. how'd you, do you surf? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. How'd yeah. you get? I'm like a Sunday surfer, you know, like when 
it's sunny and it's sandy and the waves are small and it's yeah. not too crowded. Did you find we surfing at an early age? Or? Yeah, so I I took my first surf lesson on a family vacation in Maui nice. when I was probably like seven too. Yeah, maybe I don't know around you know elementary school, um, and I was so psyched on it. Like the whole like it just all the people that were into it. Everybody was so happy got to like pick out this like giant foam board i had like the puka shell necklaces and like a rash guard with like booties on i was just like the most psyched kid that's at awesome the surf lesson did did you see women surfing prior so did you know like were you a fan of surfing yeah totally um like kind of at that time like roxy was you know like the coolest yeah where did you grow up in costa mesa okay um so like yeah, Quicksilver and, was here based yeah. back then, so and, right around the uh, corner, yeah. One of our really close family friends was a rep for Roxy at the time, and I would, like, get all the, like, sample hand-me-down kids stuff. Oh, and how it was, like, you? all I wore, like, my backpack, my luggage, like, was all yeah. Was your friends, like, super jealous? Yeah. Yeah, you it just, was the coolest. You flaunt it when you, got, yeah. when you got to school, you're like, check this out. Yeah, I was like, look at these keychains. <laughs> I get this <laughs> Look at my free. giant sticker. <laughs> Put on my binder. We, I think every kid does that, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, for um, sure. I mean, that's like one of the, we talk, we talk about this all the time, is like getting free stuff from companies that you adore. I oh mean, my God, you feel like you're on top of the world. It's, yeah. It, it still yeah. happens today. Yeah. yeah. It's the greatest. Yeah. My, my, when I was learning to surf, my door to my room was covered in stickers. <laughs> covered oh in stickers. God. Becker stickers, locomotion stickers, yeah. Yeah. counterculture. Like, Paul no. Frank stickers. Yeah. Counterculture. Yeah. I, I feel like brands kind of, put Stop. stickers on the back burner like yeah. it just I don't know if it's cost or marketing like what but I, yeah. I think it needs a research bring back the stickers <laughs> yeah. yeah it's funny how things you know cycle in and out yeah. all the time for sure alright um, so did you stick to surfing or did you no not okay. at all so like you, you you've, did it it was amazing yeah Loved summertime you might get out there for sure and yeah. we would go to the beach like all summer forever we would go to 56th street there was like a whole crew of families that would all go together um so i grew up going to the beach always yeah every summer um and then working on the bronze yeah and like loved just being in the ocean and being on the sand but didn't really surf at all i think my parents were like kind of like that's dangerous. Well, Newport's kind of a, a, a be 56 that. is not a easy going No, like, not a place to learn. For, yeah. <laughs> that was no, that, that's no blackies. Just charging. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like the only beach that my family went to and they were like, no, you're not going to surf at 56th Street being like seven years old and a little girl. Yeah. Um, Probably for the best. I just saw someone getting res- like so many people getting rescued the other yeah. day there. I got From saved 56? by a handful of lifeguards at 56th like Street. Like as a kid. Rip yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like... It's not a beginner-friendly yeah. spot. No. no, not at all. Yeah. Um, and then surfed, like, a little bit throughout high school. Like, all, all my friends were um, surfers, and we would go to Sano and go to Blackies. And, but, yeah. 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 More more, more style and cruiser waves. Totally. Yeah. 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 Sano is the best. So Sano is the best. Kyle, you, you moved to Huntington, mm-hmm. got on a shortboard. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. off the bat, because everybody was... Nobody was really longboarding, right? Oh, you can't. In the ni- 1999, in, in, you could not longboard yeah. Huntington. It was like, yeah. no, no way. Like, yeah, I feel like you'd be sent in or something. Yeah. And maybe there was like a couple like Northside older dudes, you know, that were like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was like shortboards only. Yeah. And that was like right on the 
tipping point of like of like when people got a little bit less aggro yeah like i remember one kid literally like it was like one of my first times kind of like surfing there and i was like damn this place is really heavy with people it's like a really aggressive kind of vibe and um, did you go to huntington beach high school i did yeah okay and um, this one kid got like in an altercation with with an older guy, and the guy like literally grabbed his board and bit a chunk out of the rail <laughs> of his board. Do you know who it is? Do you remember? I, I can see his face, but, I but you don't know his name. his name. Yeah, the, that, the, the heavy that local. is funny, dude. So it was right on the verge of that kind of thing, you know? Like yeah. that was still happening, but it was definitely like who right is Who is the victim? Shark bite. Like I said, I can, I can see that. the face, but I can't remember. I, I've seen a lot of fins get knocked out when I was a kid. You yeah. know, they just take the palm to the side of the fin and just yeah. pop out because back then it's all glass on right. see some donkey some dunk, yeah, donkey yeah. but like as far as like you know destroying a board I've yeah. never <laughs> not biting a board really. that's so yeah. hectic I just remember that's like one of the <laughs> things that stuck in my real. memory but then it was also kind of right at that t- tipping point where like people were getting in trouble with the law for doing that kind yeah. of stuff like yeah. people would be like oh you know whatever my dad's yeah. a lawyer or like I'm calling the yeah. police yeah. and like you know, so it was kind of right at this interesting time where, like, things were chilling out, but it, yeah. there was definitely still some crazy times sprinkled yeah. in there. In, in our youth, the lifeguards would turn a blind eye yeah. and just let it, like, sort itself out unless it got, you know, right. really bad. And yeah. now they're kind of like lifeguard police. They're you know, on they're it. On yeah. it you yeah. know, which is Yeah, which is good. good. Yeah. It's in a, in yeah. all reality, it's good. Yeah. We should be peaceful. You don't want you bloodshed. You should be biting surfboards. <laughs> <laughs> Save your teeth. Maybe biting, well, I don't know. Maybe biting could be good. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. So so it's, it's cool we're heading in a more peaceful direction. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Huntington was a great formative place. I was like super excited about competitive surfing, so it was like the perfect place to be. Um, and then I went to uh, Dwyer Middle School, and I was on the surf team there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Peter Townen, the coach. He was, he was yeah. yeah. Okay, so for Peter Townen was the he coach was, for Dwyer. Yeah. Um, and then I went to Huntington and, yeah, just did, like, a bazillion NSSAs. Like, yeah. Did you? Like, multiple divisions, like, explore, open, explore, open, gold high school, coast. Like, you, were dude, in, you were into it. Like, so, so When did you start? In, in oh, middle like school? Nine. Like, okay. I remember some from when I was nine, like, still, like, writing a fun board trying to figure it out. And, um, yeah, and then, uh, so, yeah, fast forward, just contest, 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 contest. Yeah. Who, what, what, uh, who was your crew? Who, who were you, uh, surfing all the contests with? Um, Andrew. Schwartz? Andrew Doheny, for sure. Andrew was, like, my sidekick, for sure. Andrew Doheny. Okay. Um, he's still my sidekick, for sure. I just saw him crossing the street a second ago. Um, and then, uh... Before that, uh, Quinn McChrystal yeah. cool. was like one of my right hand kind of guys, or we were each other's right hand guys. Everyone yeah. knows it. Um, and then uh, before that, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little fuzzy. Um, now, did you work at Honey Serpent Sport? Too? I did. That was my very first job. Yeah. Yeah. My very first job was at HSS. I might. HSS alumni. Dude, super cool. <laughs> I was 15 and a half. Like the day, you know, I could start working. I was yeah. there. I was so I'm, psyched. I'm wondering if I was still there or not. I feel like you might have been. I might have been. Because um, Ben Will was there. Yeah. And, yeah. I remember selling three boards my first day. I was hyped. Seriously? Wow. Walked a board out to the guy's car. He, like, tipped me five bucks. It was cool. What? I was, like, all about really? it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. That's so uh, that's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three? I don't know. What, what was my uh, my my uh, best day? <laughs> <laughs> Probably we, it was unfair. It was I back in the early yeah. early nineties. When, when the Japanese and would come in and, and they buy were, twenty boards at a time. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. awesome. It was uh, crazy times. One summer, 
the boardroom, HSS boardroom, sold a thousand plus boards yeah. this summer. That's when oh that my. that's when that's we, combination we, we were getting a little commission for each board sold, and after that that summer, Pi's like, no more. Yeah. Sorry, you guys are cut off. Because well, the markup's like twenty seven percent. You're not making it was yeah. We'd yeah. make a hundred bucks. A yeah. thousand surfboards. We a thousand plus. That's and we insane. would we were they're mostly going overseas, and yeah. we were going to uh, pick. I would what's say uh, what's Pickwick. Pickwick, Pickwick yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And picking up boxes and bubble yeah. wrap. I would and, pay and these guys five ten bucks to yeah. wrap boards. Yeah. You know, bubble wrap and box boards. For yeah. That takes like an hour, man. You're getting oh. paid five bucks an hour. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Back then it was huge. We couldn't do math then. Yeah. <laughs> do this. Okay. <laughs> you're like, whatever. Yeah, you're yeah. psyched to be part. For sure. But yeah, it was my first job. It was awesome. I loved working there. I surfed for HSS. Um, How long did you work there for? Oh, I think it was just summer because it so, was like, oh. you know, I just did the summer and then went back to school. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Good experience yeah. though, huh? It was great. It was super cool. Yeah. I loved I loved everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you were sponsored, right? Ezekiel? Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was like 9, I was sponsored by O'Neill, and then when I was 10 or 11, I got sponsored by Billabong. And then uh I rode for Billabong for a long time and then I remember getting an injury when I was like 14 and I couldn't compete, so I got dropped. And whatever, there's probably other stuff, but that was the reason. And and um and then I rode for Ezekiel after that. I think it was like 15. Okay. And I served for them for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, now I'm I just ride for Daydream Surf Shop and uh, yeah. fully sponsored. sponsored head to toe, <laughs> everything. Yeah, I like that. You even get stickers. Yeah, yeah. I get free stickers. <laughs> yeah, so so going back to your first sponsor, um, O'Neill. Yeah, that was from uh, uh, Garth. Yeah, Tarlo. Yeah. He's come up so m- much in our interviews. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, Garth comes up, like, with Timmy and Brett, because yeah. both those guys ride, rode for O'Neill. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that was classic. It was me, Garth, and his son, Tyler, and then Ford, Archibald. We were, like, all cruising around, just, like, little dorks, like, surfing and punching our surfboards so, and being idiots. So how is that? How did that go down? Did, did you do well in a contest, and Garth said, hey... I forget. Kyle, I think I'm gonna put you on the team. I think it was just like a fr- friends kind of hookup kind of yeah. deal. And then my first year was 2000 or 2001. I won the West Coast, the NSSA West Coast Championships. Nice. And then I got sponsored by Billabong from that, and I got fourth in nationals. And that was like who beginner's luck. And then it was just a downhill slide. Like who was worse uh, and worse from there? <laughs> who was the team manager that you dealt with at Billabong? Billabong, oh my gosh. He was only there for a brief period of time, and I'm blanking on his name. I was like 10 years old, so it's really hard for me to remember. Um, I can't place it. Yeah, it's gone. But you won uh, West Coast Open or Explorer? or uh, I think it was Open because it was Mini Groms, and I think they only had Mini Groms for Open at the time. Yeah. yeah. I think it was 12 and under... And then thirteen Something to fifteen, like yeah. And then they didn't have many divisions like some of the other. Right. Did was, late night ever win a? I don't know. <laughs> it's irrelevant. Uh, it's so irrelevant. That's I, a great little accomplishment, I, though, right? I think, like, I think I won overall ratings, but I didn't win like when oh, the contest. No, no, I won contests. Oh, did you? I won the overall, but I didn't win like the national. I never won like national title or anything. Yeah, yeah. You've won some. some, yeah. You've won some. We just that was we just cool. like to tease him. <laughs> it, was a, it was a cool. It was a cool. I have, I have a photo of the podium still, and Dan Reynolds was on the podium too. Shut up, it was really? Like, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Oh, 
I was ten, so I had no idea what yeah. was going on. Yeah, <laughs> just That's so like, cool. doing my thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, I mean, he, he went on to do some great things in surfing, I think. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. Him. I think he's, like, one of my favorite surfers of all oh, time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ennis Assays are still, to this day, like, one of the most prestigious amateur surfing contests. It's so cool, because you really, like, meet friends that you have for, like, a whole lifetime. Yeah. Like, I still see, like, Andrew, yeah. you know, all the time, Doheny is, like, one of my fr- main, yeah. you know, p- people mm-hmm. that we're competing together with, um, and there's just, like, so many contacts that you maintain, and... You know, when you're young, you're kind of just thinking about, oh, what what can I do in terms of results? And you're not really thinking about, wow, these are lasting friendships I'm going to have for right, 10, yeah. 20, 30 years. But as you grow, grow older, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I get to see these guys, and it's just yeah. a really cool way to meet a lot of people that yeah. you end up, like, still staying in contact with for Yeah, forever. I mean, what, I don't know what the where they traveled in SSA, but I remember going up to Santa Cruz and, right. you know, like Homer Hernard and... Kieran and, and Omar, all the guys that I competed with when we were like Groms, Groms, ended up all growing up and you know doing the Bud Tour and, and Pro Tour. And, For sure. You know, like you said, that friendships all up and down the coast from San Diego to Santa Cruz. You you met guys at an early age where they seemed like a world away. Yeah. But then you know, as you got older, the world got smaller, and then you got a driver's license, and you're like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna come stay with you. <laughs> it's really cool, yeah. And, like, you know, kids would come over from Hawaii for nationals yeah. and Florida. And so it's it's a really cool networking system and just a great way to meet people, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think it'd be great if more people were, like, less focused on the competition side and more focused on the, like, communal aspect of it. Because that's, like, the long-lasting thing. Like, you know, we're, like, can barely remember our results, but mem- remember all the friendships yeah. that we've made. It's funny, though, competitors, like, serious competitors... They remember all the minute details, oh. which is crazy to me. <laughs> nice. You know? Like Timmy and, and Brett. Oh, really? Yeah, our, yeah. Our interviews with them, the things that they remember from contests, I'm just like, how the hell? Wow, that's cool. You know, they remember the score, the conditions, and well, every, I think you just you know, hi- what they needed to win, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. I think you just get hypersensitive and you, you you know goes into a part of the brain like you know the best wave you got or barrel or certain you know yeah. certain instances you you kind of yeah i'm sure those highlights where they did really good in a contest is for sure they're that, good that, memories to replay in yeah your head. yeah it's cool so you surfed contests did you ever think about turning pro or oh yeah i mean for sure. Yeah. You know, that's like, I think that's like the thing that you aspire to. Yeah. You yeah. want to do when you're that age. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I never really did well. So it was kind of like, I should probably go to college. You know, there's kind of like, oh, cool. You like gave it a good shot. Now, like, let's go do some other stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so, so um, was that hard when you got like Andrew Doheny and some of your other friends like signing big contracts and like surfing, or were you kind know. of good with it? Like like n- now I I like really am for sure. I'm glad that I chose that path, but um, at the time I was really wanting to make that happen. Yeah, you know. Um, but I think it it ended up being a good thing. Like you know whatever whatever happens in life is kind of like meant to happen but sometimes it takes you a few years to realize why for sure and but did did um going back yeah as you um were winning contests and not winning contests did you try to get a did you turn pro ever or Uh, like was i getting paid yeah 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 okay yeah um, but I don't know what the definition of pro really is. I feel like you're, you have to be paid and competing, right? I think so. 
I, feel I like mean, but if you're getting paid, shit, you're, you're making money from it, that's pro. Yeah, so right? I guess that was from, like... I I don't I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, right. It's like what's I, the definition? Definitely, if you're getting paid, you you assume. But you're considered you, pro. Back yeah. back when I was, you were, there was amateurs getting paid. Right. And technically, you're uh. an amateur still collecting money, um, but up until a certain time, it was going into like travel fund. And it was going like into like an account, mm-hmm. and you could pull it out for expenses and reimbursements, but they weren't allowed to like just. It was kind of funky back then. Yeah. But now I think it's. But yeah. you were riding yeah. as a pro, or somebody was paying you. Yeah, Ezekiel. I don't think Billabong was paying me. I was still like photo incentive and kind of like travel incentive and all that jazz. Yeah. And then Ezekiel was the first sponsor that started paying me, and that was from like when I was like fifteen to or no, maybe sixteen to like late in life like I mean until like when we started the shop no way know? really yeah. yeah that was a long lasting right, relationship yeah huh? right before we like started the shop so even I mean, when you were off to college yeah wow yeah yeah they were sick they were super cool um, that's pretty damn good right yeah but but I wouldn't like you said I'd more consider myself like amateur but like collecting yeah. a paycheck like yeah. I wasn't like you know like competing or pushing boundaries or anything yeah. like that I was just yeah. surfing as a way to like, you know, really enjoy the ocean and connect with like the infinite kind of, you know, thing that the ocean is. And, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I had fun doing the the contest and the, you know training and like taking it super serious and that yeah. was super cool. Um, but then yeah, I like you know had that kind of like switch over where I was like, this isn't like probably something I should keep doing. This is like, this was a cool phase, but I definitely am not looking like I'm on track for being some yeah. big groundbreaking kind of competitive guy. Yeah. Where was your like first like surf trip as a grown like Oh man. I you know the biggest one that sticks in my memory is the ta- HSS Tavarua trip. That yeah. was so awesome. Oh my gosh. Who? That was, was I was, like, Will was on that trip, right? I'm pretty sure yeah. the first one. Um and uh that was so cool. I just remember going there and it was like the happiest place on earth for a surfer. Day. Or anybody, I mean, to yeah. be honest, if you're like just lay out or just yeah. want to drink some cocktails, and yeah. I snorkeled there and I thought I was yes. in the Nemo movie. I was like, this really exists, like because I, I snorkeled and I haven't made it there done yet, that everywhere. But, yeah. but that particular place was like Nemo land. Exactly. Colors, yeah, it was crazy. Absolutely beautiful. The Fijian people were so nice. Oh and they went, gosh. they went over like Christmas, New Year's week, right? I think so. Yeah, remind. I think it was right around that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that, I remember going to uh, Maui. I think Maui was my first surf trip. If you don't count like Baja, we did a lot of Baja. So. Yeah, we count. We count Baja as a surf. Like trip. Like a road trip, you know? Like yeah. I don't know if that. Yeah, we'll count that. Yeah. Uh, if road trips count, then that's the first. Um, and then our fondest memories are, you know, La Fonda. And oh yeah. Yeah, this guy fell off the cliff in La Caviotis. You did. Slipped yeah. walk. Recently? No, you did not. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, not recently, but oh my God. when I was. In my teens. That's crazy. Yeah. What? You slept walk off the cliff in the fall? Yeah, we, we were partying. Remember Ryan Sakel? Yeah. So, Ed Sakel, I used to work with and surf for Bullet cool. back in the day. And Ed would take us down to Mexico, and we were all, you know, after surfing all day, partying, drinking, drinking beers at the fire, fire As pit. As you do, yeah. And I woke up in the middle of, of the night, you know. 
overlooking the rocks on the beach and looking into the ocean with the moonlit, you know, yeah. moonlight. And I'm like, I must be dreaming. And I close my eyes and I wake back up and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, where am I? And I stand up and, and I almost fall down. I feel my head and my head's like the size of a pumpkin. Oh my gosh. And I look up and I'm like, holy shit, I fell off the fucking cliff. That's oh my crazy. God. It's so crazy. I'm glad you're oh okay. You've been to La Fonda. Yeah, it's a big cliff. Yeah. So it's like 40 feet yeah. at least. Wow. And there's big boulders and right. rocks. Oh my I, I gotta get the picture. How'd you someday. get back up? I climbed back up. I walked back up the side. <laughs> there's a trail at some yeah. zone. Oh, yeah. 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 But oh uh, wow. there's a, <laughs> That's a photo. A photographer was with us and he shot a photo of where I took off because they saw, like, you know, where the sand fell yeah. and everything. But it was on either side, like, one foot this way, one foot that way, was big boulders. And halfway down the hill uh, the the mount the side mm-hmm. of the hill the cliff there was like a little outcropping where it helped stop my fall yeah like slow down my fall yeah and there was sand and dirt on top of the boulders where i landed so, so it was lucky. like that close oh, from man. from death oh my crazy God. wow but the show's not about me it's I love bringing up your um, your moments. I yeah. want to hear those. Yeah, yeah. this show it's should be superhuman. about those moments for sure. So, did you almost die? I, I don't think I almost died, but I got effed up. Um, I don't know. That sounds like a pretty close near death. experience. It was a near death experience for <laughs> sure. Right. But so, the yeah. photo of of the from the top of the cliff was like. Horrific! You're like, holy shit! You, like, yeah. Somebody was up there going, not yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, uh, so Tavi, Max, any, any other? Why? Why? Did Maui? the North Shore thing every year? Every did winter? you? Yeah, every winter. Oh my gosh! Get some photos too in the mag. <sighs> yeah, yeah, there were some. Nice. Um, I'll have to get those from me. I don't so we can know post if I on got. Instagram. I think it, they, they were all in like smaller mags. I don't think if I was hey, ever counts, in the main one. I don't think I was ever in like the main like trans world or surfer or um, surfing. Yeah. Um, but I was in some of the smaller ones. Um, yeah. Any old Ezekiel ads? I have I have a few. Yes. Some good you ones. know, Jay. I was, late night yeah. here was on Ezekiel back in the day. Yeah. For sure, I remember that. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch. There's a there's a really cool group of people. Um, like like uh, Jeremy Height. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Height. He's do, doing rain now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's like it's a cool cool group. There was a good sure. cr- yeah, a good crew. Wasn't Brett Schwartz on? Yeah, he was also too? team manager yeah. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Schwartz. The flying squirrel. What was that kid's name? Remember oh. him? That was his nickname, the flying squirrel. I don't um, recall. I think he's from, your age. Yeah, he's wasn't he from? Um, he was like a Huntington that. kid. I forget his, his name, though. I don't really, yeah. I don't know. Flying Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, Flying Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you were. <laughs> so, Ezekiel paid you up until Daydream opened. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you leave Huntington. Where did you guys go to school? Um, so, or did you guys, where did you guys meet? Yeah, we met down here. We met down here. I was in high school. I went I, to Newport Harbor, and Kyle was at OCC. Yeah, Beck was finishing school, and then, so I was looking to transfer. So I went to OCC, and then I wanted to transfer. I applied to a bunch of schools, what was bunch your, of UCs. Uh, what was your major? Economics. Okay. Um, and uh, 
Becca was looking to go to USF. She got accepted before I did. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was just crossing my fingers that I got into Berkeley because that was the only school that I applied to up there. But it was also the hardest school to get into that I applied mm. to. And I remember getting accepted and it was just so... Did you get good grades in school? Oh, yeah. I yeah. like... I was extremely studious. Uh, I got like one B, I wow. think. Yeah. That's awesome. I was like... I put so much time and I remember taking like the whole calculus series, everything, um, you know, that I could because um, I really, really wanted to transfer to a good college. Um, and yeah, it's funny. Wait, so you're that smart, but then you decided to open up a surf shop? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to what that. happened there? <laughs> yeah. Something's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what the coffee's there for. Yeah. So um, you went to USF? Yeah, University of San Francisco. Okay. What was your uh, major? I studied design and fine art. Mm. Mm. What? What were you uh, going to college? What was your aspirational career? Yeah, I was um, pretty dead set on working in interior design. Okay. Um, and I worked for a designer up in the city for a couple of years. And after graduating, I was like, I'm going to start my own studio. And I have all these connections from like the job that I was working at. And then one day I just got so disillusioned with the whole industry. Um, we were at this like really beautiful, like very expensive showroom, and I overheard this woman with a designer like throwing a full temper tantrum because the couch that her designer was like helping her source wasn't expensive enough, and it was a fifty thousand dollar couch. Wow! I was like, this is so stupid. These yeah. people are gonna like throw fits because their couch isn't expensive enough, so that they can't tell their friends how much money they spent on something. Yeah. They could be doing so much more with that type of money. That's so dumb. Like, this is not, yeah. for me, this is not my industry. Oh, eye-opening. Yeah, and I was like, these people are going to be the people that I'm going to have to work with yeah. that are going to be my boss and paying me. Well, coming from your perspective is like, yeah. this is a passion of yours, you, like finding yeah. out and laying out space totally. and making stuff all cohesive yeah. and feng shui or whatever you want to say is What's cool. That? But yeah. when you got people coming in and like you said, it's I, yeah, it's got to be just take a, all the joy a turn off. Of Totally, yeah, total turn off. So like I was you don't like, even appreciate this. All you care about is, you know, how yeah. much money it is and status. what the name brand is. Status, full, full status people. Um, yeah. Well, those are the ones that could do all the interior. <laughs> I know exactly. Like the people that are going to be hiring me are the people that have all that money. Um, so I was like, this is not for me. I kind of need to re. Was so, that you know, after you graduated or during? During. So I was, I think, a junior in college when that happened. Maybe senior. No, junior. Um, is it a four-year college too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, we I need to figure something else out. So it kind of took some time to reevaluate my values and ideals and what I kind of want to contribute to the world and what I wanted to have my life be like. Yeah. Um, and kind of like at that same time, we Kyle was sort of in a similar, not a similar, but like also in a job that he thought was going to be this really fulfilling thing and ended up being the worst thing in the entire universe. So um, what, what was that? Yeah, Kyle's going to After you graduated from college? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, while I was in college, I was really set on academia. Like, I really was inspired, and I wanted to get a PhD in economics. Wow. And, like, I, I was trying to take all the hardest classes I could. And But, like, going from, from a community college to that type of really hardcore academia life mm-hmm. was just too much. I like really couldn't pull the grades. Like I was passing 
you know, upper division math and statistics classes, but not getting A's and like, in order to get into like really good PhD programs, like you got to get A's in those classes to even really be considered. Yeah. And so I did like a career shift too. And I was like, okay, well, academia is not really something I'm at this cards. time not able to do, like maybe in the future. And so I, uh, went into finance because economics can go you know into academia it can go into a lot of things finance yeah. is like a good fallback so in the beginning when you say academia and get PhDs did you want to be like a business owner I, I wanted no. to do economic research that was like my jam okay. um, and I worked for a couple of professors doing being research assistants um, I was even uh, there was a paper that one of my professors published that I was cited in as a as an assistant, that was like nice. my, my high so time. So <laughs> did you want to be a professor like and teach? Or? I, I was I was kind of like thinking about it, but, but doing economic research was like more of a priority, okay. I think. Um, as a career though? Like, as well, a career, yeah. And wow. so like I was really inspired by, um, there was a, a, econo- a, a microeconomic uh, guy that worked with us and he, <laughs> and I'll be here. <laughs> and he, he did a lot of stuff with, um, like sub-Saharan Africa, um, so he was responsible for basically having uh, this like deworming campaign. Like people were di- dying from worms, but the um, antibiotics to like cure it were super cheap. But um, like basically, he just proved that the extended lifespan of the people after taking this deworming pill um, would pay for itself in terms of tax revenue with the extended life that the people of the country would have. And so it became this like institutionalized thing that the government did for the people, and then the average lifespan of the people got extended, and then it was able to be subsidized in the end from that tax hmm. revenue from them living longer. So I thought like that stuff was super cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was still kind of like in the ether, like exactly what I wanted to do. But right. economic research was definitely something that interested me. Um, but yeah, you had to be really cut out. And like all the people that were kind of in that line that I was trying to go on, like they knew what they wanted to do in grade school. They were like, wow. I want to be, I want to get my PhD in economics. I want to go to Yale. I want to get, you know, wherever. They had this like yeah. set plan that they had been working on. So not to get like personal, but did you, you came from a single Yeah, 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 mom. my single mom. Yeah. yeah, so my mom and dad were never married. Um, and uh, yeah, my mom was, we, we definitely had had it, didn't have like the easiest financial situation, yeah. for sure. She worked um, as a waitress at Coco's. Yeah, 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 and then she went back to school while I was a kid, um, and she went back to get her master's, she got her master's, and then she became a teacher. Wow. And so she's taught alternative education since I was young, mm-hmm. um, access, so that's like for kids that get kicked out of school, whether it's like violence, gang-related stuff, yeah. or maybe continuation. Just, like, a lot of teen moms. Yeah, teen moms. She'll have like you know, kids that are fifteen with like three kids and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, she's here in Santa Ana, and she j- actually just moved to Fountain Valley. She's at a Fountain Valley site now. Um, but yeah, so that's that's she was doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I feel like did that, you get scholarships to go to your schools or? I di- I did get a little bit of a, a scholarship, academic, and for like um, it was called like a middle income grant. That was cool. I got that. Um, but yeah, I only had like 20000 in debt after finishing school, which is pretty good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still That's paying it off, but it's only like, you know, 200 bucks a month. It's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it came from pretty humble beginnings. But I think that is kind of the motivation. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, I'd, like money was hard. So like, I want to make that not a hard thing. Yeah. 
the reason why I was, I was curious, you know, that, I mean, that's a tough thing to do to have a single mom and yeah. to get inspired to go to school, you know, like having, sure. you know, I'm sure your mom was a role model, right? But Huge. sometimes that is the case and you're just like, you know, you don't move forward with school because of your house, you know, right. the way you live. But did you, was it, was it trippy going to, from community college, right? Because community college, it's like pretty basic, right? Mm -hmm. And then to go to a, a prestigious, you know, expensive, because Berkeley's kind of prestigious, right? And, and expensive. Yes, and expensive. <laughs> Did you, you know, find yourself like going, whoa, because you said like the, the classes were harder oh, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But you, you, you kind of uh, meet people that are there just because their parents have money, right? Definitely. Like, There's definitely people like that. And it's so much harder. Oh, my God. And like, in, at community college, I feel like everybody wants you to do well. They're like, we want you to get A's. Yeah. And then at Berkeley, they're like, I don't care what you do. I'm trying to work on my research. Yeah. Here's the material. If you have questions, ask your graduate student instructors. Don't bother me. Yeah. Like, it's all on you. Yeah. So it's even No guidance, harder. really. Right? Like, literally, my econ classes, you were graded on a midterm. That was 40% of your grade, and your final was 60% of your grade, and that's it. Wow. You could that's just it. not show up every day. Yeah, but if you don't show up, you know, yeah. it just depends on your learning style. Like, some yeah. kids can not show up and be fun. Yeah. I needed to show up and do the homework twice. Like, yeah. totally different learning style. Yeah. Because... <laughs> You know, you, th you think about the economic situations of everybody and then you get to a place like that and you see people that don't struggle, yeah. right? And then you're like struggling and you're like, damn. Like, Did you see rich kids have uh, <laughs> note takers come in? You know what? I couldn't really tell. Those were at my school. I went to a private school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Berkeley is a little bit... Uh, Public, yeah. 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 And more, yeah, more prestigious. USF yeah. is a. But, you, is a but you, you saw that. Oh my God, totally. Yeah. Like, so many kids. It's kind of it's like crazy. the hot topic. It's, it's got to be today kind of right now. depressing and kind of. Yeah, you're like, I worked like really hard Jade, to get yeah. here, and like, these people just like wrote a fat check. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I feel like there's so much growth through struggle. Like, anybody I talk oh, to that's yes. like super yeah. just. They earn really it, happy. and it's more For rewarding. Sure. And everybody's right? on their own trip. Like, if that's what you're going to do, like, you're going to have someone just pay your way to go through yeah. college, then, you know, that's, like, your own thing. But but most likely they, they, they've been brought up in that kind yeah. of right. situation. Yeah. So to them, that's normal, you For know? Sure. So and I'm sure one day when, like, yeah. they do have to face, like, something that's more challenging, it might be more difficult. Did, yeah. did you, like, you know, have some long-term, like, friendships from college that you met and everything? Or no, no. <laughs> I literally checked I in, in, checked out, like I back was, here as fast as you can. I didn't have time. I yeah. literally had yeah. study groups, and we'd be friends for the semester. Yeah. And I would spend all my time studying. I could surf, maybe surf once a month. Wow. Yeah. So that was really hard, having to really figure out my attachment to surfing because I would obviously prefer to surf every day. Yeah. But did you guys live together up there? To. Um. Near the end of us living up there. Yeah. So yeah. after college, like I said, I wasn't able to do the PhD route. Um, got a job in finance. I worked for J.P. Morgan doing investment banking. Mm. Worst job ever. Um, but that's when we. So what is I was what in, is that? Investment banking. Yeah. So so investment banking in a nutshell, they deal with like mergers and acquisitions. So um, or or the issuing of like bonds or high, equities. High paying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what I was doing, we were doing municipal bonds. So basically we would go to a municipality, let's say 
you know, the city of Oakland and the city of San Francisco, and they're like, hey, we need to refurbish our bridge, but we need to raise, you know, $10 million in this to do this part or something. And then so JP Morgan would be like, cool, we can help you with that. And we basically pitch them on how good we are at doing that. Oh, these are the past jobs that we've done for people like you, for municipalities like this, for these types of projects. Um, and I was on that side of the team. So would you be f like raising capital? Like we were raising uh, debt. There's other people that will raise capital and they, so we would, we would basically issue bonds on the market and the people that um, they would, there's other people that would issue um, equity. You know, they would do like IPOs and stuff like that okay. for like tech companies or something. And you got that, that job out of college straight? Out of college. Straight sure, out of yeah. college. How long was it between graduating and getting that job? Immediate. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So like I, yeah, your senior year, you kind of go, I've, I seriously probably went on a hundred job interviews. Yeah. Kyle would go to school, like a wearing suit. a suit and tie. Cause he would have like four or five different interviews that day, all with like different companies. To so you were like motivated to start a career straight yeah. out of, you know, yeah, yeah, for step, sure. Step out of college and right into a career. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, got to so. pay off this, this, this debt, this college <laughs> debt. Yeah, there's no, there's no taking a, yeah. a, a, a year off and traveling. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that, and, I, and, and like, super grateful that they, you know, selected me and all that stuff. J.P. Morgan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely wasn't the thing for me. It was cool. I did get to live in New York for four months. That was fun. Wow. So we did job training on Wall Street and all that jazz. Um and I got to surf Rockway, which was so <laughs> bad. The high, so the high point of your, your four months there, though? Thank God I had this friend uh, named Diego, who actually lives out here now. And he, he had a van, and he lived in Brooklyn. And I would every every weekend, I would just go to Brooklyn, yeah. hop in the van, we'd go the to the beach. Take the subway with your board. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So you, did J.P. Morgan pay you to go to New York and stay there and Yeah, they put you up in an in a apartment and all that stuff, yeah. which is cool. Because I don't know how you'd figure all that out. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. So it's kind of too. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a great accomplishment, you know, to to go to school and get yeah a job straight out of school and yeah. then for such a prestigious company, right? Because how what are the the big companies that you would go work for? Deloitte and Tush. Yeah, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Sachs, yeah, and so just that. the experience of like whether you you know that was going to be a career move and you know it could have worked out and you could have been super psyched, but Maybe. it didn't. You yeah. know, so it it's just, like yeah. check. Good next, to, good to know next like. high-paying jobs, right. right? But life is just way too fun to spend ninety hours a week in an office, right? Because we were working from nine a.m. till one a.m. There is seven no days life, a week. Like, wow, no life. You have Holidays. No life. Yeah, you can't get sick. Like, there's, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> horrible. Heard, yeah. Um, then I guess I won't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> life is just no surf trips for sure. <laughs> There's just way too much stuff that makes me happy outside of the office environment. So af after like JP that. Morgan and you moved back? Well, there was an in-between. So when we were doing JP, or when I was doing JP Morgan, I feel like that's kind of when Becca was going through her thing yeah. about really wondering what she wanted to do. And that's kind of when we hatched the idea for the shop. Because mm -hmm. we were just trying to think about like, what makes us happy? What makes us happy? What, what's something I could do every day that would put a smile on my face? You had a pre-midlife crisis. Quarter life crisis. Yeah, quarter life <laughs> crisis. Quarter life crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And owning, you know, own business seemed appealing and not scary or both? or Both, yeah. yeah. Appealing and scary for so, sure. So yeah. you, you were in New York, you come back, yeah. she's going through her thing. Yeah. So we're, yeah. And, uh, we're and you're like, you know what? San Francisco. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is, like, what What are we going to do? You know, like. How long did you work at JP Morgan for? 
uh, just was it under or over a year? It was, it was like right a at a year. Okay. Right at a year. Um, so you're both living in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm like, you know, what's so we want to open a surf shop, and we want to have a cafe component too. I mean, HSS, huge inspiration. Like I used yeah. to go to Java Point all the time. That yeah. was such a cool little community kind of like yeah. gathering spot. Yeah. And uh, that was in the ether of my mind somewhere for sure. And um, but uh, yeah, so we kind of landed on that, and then we're like, what's the biggest inspiration for surf shops? For me at the time, mollusk. Mollusk is like so rad, and still to this day, I do work for them, so freelance work. Um, but uh, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna try to figure out how to get a job there. And I just remember going in a bunch and just trying to work on the floor. So I was like, I'll do in anything. San Francisco. I'll mm-hmm. sweep, like I'll do whatever, just to get my foot in the door. I don't care, like you know. And they're like, you, you're coming from JP Morgan in, investment. Sweeper <laughs> floors. Like, what's, what's Did wrong? you quit and, already? Uh, I got fired. From J.P. Morgan? I got fired, yeah. I got fired. You got sick, and they fired um, you. Yeah. <laughs> I got like, fired. oh, you actually only worked 85 hours a week? And they're so strategic with it. They're like, you know, they gave me a warning, and they're like, you're, pro- you're not performing as well as you should be. And I'm like, how is that possible? And um, so then they're like, you know, we'll revisit this. And then they're like, okay, cool, you're still not performing where you need to be. You're fired. Um, and if you do it in that order... You can't get unemployment. Yeah. So oh I tried to file for gosh. unemployment so that I could, like, you know, just be able to live in San Francisco because it's so expensive to live yeah. there. Luckily, I had a little bit of money saved up. How long... What? So what happened? How long was that from when you uh, came back from New York? Um, so I came back from New York, and I was living in San Francisco. I only lived in New York for four months. Then I lived in San Francisco for about a year, or... You know, was working for J.P. Morgan while living in San Francisco for a year. Uh, got fired. Um, Were you Air- tripping? Airbnb'd my place, went on some surf trips, <laughs> and then was, you know, looking for yeah. a job at, at Mollusk. Were you tripping? Like- um, it was pretty, it was a pretty trippy time, for sure. Because I was like, I did all this work, going to school. You worked so hard. Like, you know, and yeah. now, now it seems kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but, you know. But at that time, you're like, holy shit, what am I going to do? I just got fired from yeah. the I, I job also, I, I right. went to school for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I was also kind of like on this other path where I was like, okay, I actually know what I want to do. Yeah. And hopefully it's not like the other things that I thought I'd know, you know, because they were all just for kind of, you know, whatever reasons. The reason that I went into the finance thing was like, well, it's a fallback, but I need to figure out yeah. because I'm not going to be able to get my PhD. Right. And it was just kind of a hasty move with a lot of repercussions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, investment banking, there's thousands, millions of people that want to do that, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And That's how they can work you so hard because they're like, well, yeah, you're, you're so just, replaceable. You're just another like, yeah. number. There's a line out the door of people <laughs> right, that want right. to take your job. Yeah. They grind you. They really do. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's just the way it is, you know? And, um, but yeah, I was, so I wasn't, I was kind of tripping, but I was also like, okay, I know what I want to do now. Yeah. This gives me an ex- excuse to. So you wanted to start a surf shop. You loved Mollusk. Mm-hmm. So you worked there just to kind of get the insights of how the business was ran. Yeah. So I got an internship up, at Mollusk. I got hired. <laughs> yeah. I ended up getting hired. It took a little while and I got hired right before I ran out of money. So it was like perfect time. And, um, you uh, Airbnb'd your spot. Yeah. And then I would and you sleep, sleep at my well. house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah. So how, I got, how great is that, that? That opportunity. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were neighbors too. We lived like three houses down from each other. It's pretty funny. So were you in a house or were you in an apartment? I was in a triplex. 
Well, I guess they're apartments. It's an apartment. Yeah. It was funny because it was like a standalone. Were you house, making but... good money off the Airbnb? Oh yeah, dude, you could like. You can Airbnb your house out for so much in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, that cool. is so awesome. It was so easy. They like, just did a big crackdown though, so it's yeah. kind of yeah. Right. That was before. I think it was still yeah. kind of people were still figuring yeah, it out. Yeah, Airbnb was new. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> yeah, thank God that happened. And then so yeah, I got the job. I was working on the floor of Mullis for like a month, and then my friend that was working in the office, Travis. He was like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to go work for Apple. Um, you should, like, get in the office and, like, see if there's anywhere you could help. So I went in, and I met the owner, John McCambridge, who's, like, an amazing guy, and um, told him how I want very straight up. I was like, I want to open a shop. I'm super inspired by you. Like, I want to help with anything I can get my hands on because I'm just super excited to learn everything. And he was like, cool, like, great. Let's, let's see what we can do. And I was like, okay, what are the, like the what are like what can I not do for my surf shop? Because like I just yeah. want to make sure that I don't do anything that like steps on your toes. And yeah. It's just like don't use Nat Russell's artwork on your T-shirts. I guess that's like the only thing I really care about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so you were so up front cool. saying, like, I'm gonna open up a shop someday. I was like the first thing, yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted to like really clear the air. And and make not sure. around the corner from you. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In Coast Mesa, yeah. We already knew that yeah. we wanted to be here, and so, um, but yeah, meeting John was just a huge like expansion of my mind and how I how like how a world like that could look because mm-hmm. he works with his wife Joe Johanna and they're like they have a great working relationship they both grind super hard and they've both done a really good job and they've like you know created this really awesome like creative launch pad like so many people that have gone to Mollus have gone on to do super cool stuff Nice. And, like, we're opening our wine shop down the street, Semi-Tropic Wines, but we're doing it literally with everybody that we've met from Mollus. Like, our director, Stephen, Stephen we met while we were in San Francisco. The guy that's doing all of our branding, uh, Is the Skyler. art director at Mollus right now. Yeah, oh, he's cool. doing our branding. Another guy, Rob, is someone that was working at Mollus. He's doing our website. So it's, like, it's this crazy little creative hub yeah. of people that you meet. So, uh, so that, I mean, that's awesome that you've met, like, people you worked with but carried on those relationships, and, yeah. and now you're partnering up with them again. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. So how long did you work at Mollusk for? Two years. Two years, but I'm still working for them, technically. Like, I do, actually, I was just doing work for them today. I do freelance work for them every Monday. Hmm. So, like, one thing that I learned in investment banking is, like, a lot of Excel-type stuff. We were building a lot of models. Um, so I built kind of this like ordering software kind of thing, but in Excel, because ordering software is like thousands of dollars, hmm. like inventory software. I'm sure HSS has one, um, but I built one in Excel, and then it's kind of easier for me to just like maintain it for them. Um, and so I do that once. So a week. purchase orders, managing inventory, exactly. like. So I, I basically take their inventory, export it from you know their like master inventory list, which has like their web store. San Francisco shop, Silver Lake, Venice, and Warehouse, and Wholesale. And then I basically kind of have these formulas that look at all that and then they make, you know, restock orders and they're like, oh, cool, the San Francisco store needs two more of these shirts in this size, Silver Lake needs, you know, whatever, and send those orders to the warehouse, they fulfill them. It's just a weekly thing, it takes me a couple hours, it's nice. Cool. And I get paid for working, unlike... Yeah. 
Add Here. Danger. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're sponsored, though. Free yeah. stickers. Yeah, yeah I get stickers. Yeah. Free stickers. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of worth something. But it's really nice. That's one thing that you're like, it's so funny. When you start a business, you're like, you don't think of those things. You're like, oh, paying yourself. How do you do that? Yeah. yeah. So it's really nice to get a paycheck from somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys opened in 2016. When did, you know, you started the concept earlier. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have it? Like, what were the, the names picked out? Or you guys, yeah. like, who picked out the name? Oh, I feel like it was both of us. You came up with the name. Um, well, it's so funny. So you know how we have the Daydream Research Center here? That's like our demo program. Yeah. We have like 53 boards. You can come in and demo them. It's so much fun. Um, so I started doing that actually out of my apartment in San Francisco. Like between, was it like between Airbnbs or something? We had like a board rack that we built. Oh, no, it was when Travis was living there. Yeah. So my friend was crashing at my place and he was trading. He would shape me a board every month that he was living there for that kind of that's a long story and so he built this like board rack and basically we would kind of do something similar to what we do here but in the living room of the apartment in san francisco it's called the community board share yeah there's still there's There's still an instagram for it yeah there is yeah so that kind of started there but then we brought it down here because we needed a more serious place to do it um and yeah so many things in san francisco were a huge inspiration coffee came up with a name oh for daydream yeah because okay. it yeah. was. I feel like it was both of us. Well, okay. I'll give you credit for it. But I mean, that's like what it was. We were like... Daydreaming. Well, Dreaming. Yeah, just, this would be a dream. Like having... Hope, trying to conceptualize a new career path that would be fulfilling. Yeah. And then we came up with this idea. And it was like a complete daydream. So, fast forward. You worked there for, for two years. Did you save up money to... Mm-hmm. to start this new venture and mm-hmm. how did you like how did you find this spot yeah so i mean we did everything for for financing like we got a loan <laughs> we each saved up as much money as we could yeah which wasn't very much <laughs> um we like maxed out a couple credit cards we were doing everything just as cheap as you yeah. know just helping with friends like we'd get a quote for plumbing they're like yeah that's gonna be 10 grand and we're like oh my god who do we know that's down to trade a surfboard for plumbing or something you know yeah, it was, yeah. it was that's, just mm-hmm. that's the branding. best way to yeah we have a know. handful of friends that get free coffee for life mm-hmm. for the help oh, yeah. that they gave us yeah. getting the shop open I bet, I bet your, your you get business, by with a little help from your friends you really yeah. do <laughs> I bet your business plan looked, didn't include that <laughs> well no I'm just saying from a finance background to you know did like you have doing a business a, plan to oh, go get a loan you have to have something so I'm, I'm sure it looked it, it did, and they all laughed in our faces. No. They were like, you're yeah. unemployed, you're unmarried, mm-hmm. you're like 23 years old. Like, hell no, are we going to give you a loan? We got yeah. denied by a lot. We got denied probably by like 15 different loans. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was pretty sad. So uh, it was so disheartening. Don't quit your day job until after yeah. you get the sure, loan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> public service announcement get a loan while you're still employed to do whatever you want to leave your job to do. And then do it. I'm sure that there's that's probably you know maybe that's I can't known legally recommend that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's good advice. Too. I mean, I mean, everybody, you know, probably has aspirations and dreams and yeah. stuff. You know, and it's it's good to hear people's stories. I mean, totally. that's what this is about. <laughs> so yeah, we like you know beg, borrow, stole basically to like get what we needed to get to open, um, and then literally one day we just had to open because we ran out of money. Like yeah. we're like putting We were still waiting stuff. for our permits to go through with the health department. So we Cuz the coffee bar didn't happen until later, right? It yeah, it took a month later for that to open. So we just like nailed up a drop cloth like to the ceiling and like just like blocked Coming off soon. 
half of it and yeah. we just like had to open the doors just to like try to sell a couple of t-shirts like maybe we'll sell a surfboard just so that we could pay rent so you move back down you, you get the spot mm-hmm. you move back down yeah. um did you go live with parents or um straight? we actually lived with my my little brother mm. um he was going or in between transferring from a community college in San Diego to um, the University of Montana where he is now and it was like a, he had like a gap year and he yeah he was like I, I need a place to live you guys need a place to live like we could share a house and like split rent and we're like that sounds pretty nice yeah we'll do that or build a couple the uh, bed in the yeah we have a hammock up. here yeah. too actually <laughs> um, but yeah so we did that for a year so you, you you signed a lease mm-hmm. You open up the shop. Yeah. Um, your store is pretty unique in the way that, like, it's eclectic, right? It's an eclectic mix of totally, but mod- modern too, and nice wood finish. You know, natural wood finishes. And yeah, which uh, is the cheapest plywood you can buy at Home Depot. Yeah. yeah. Twenty nine ninety nine. Pine plywood. Twenty nine ninety nine a sheet. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, uh, but you don't like you. You're not really like mollusk at all, except for retro surfboards yeah yeah it's right? we probably have some overlap in the shapers we carry for sure mm-hmm. um but uh it's still a pretty big distance like a lot of people won't go that live in costa mesa or the surrounding area might not drive to la yeah yeah you know, so it's I the still traffic feel like that way sucks it's gnarly it yeah it's so bad it's really bad really so bad i feel like even though there's it might be a little overlap in shapers it's it's we're, we're in good you know standing with each yeah other. For like sure. i love mollusk like i'm so psyched to promote anything they do i want to yeah. see them succeed beyond yeah. their wildest dreams like mm-hmm. i want to see mollusks and everywhere. they have what they have three stores three stores yeah, yeah. sf silver lake mm-hmm. and venice, venice yeah right but yeah. they really didn't do a ton of mollusk gear mm-hmm. just maybe some printables a hat here and there when they started but now it's like a full ramped up like oh, collection yeah. Yeah. yeah full brand totally. they're, and they're killing it, like, it they just good. got into rei like wow. they're, they're oh, getting awesome. huge wholesale orders mm-hmm. they're like doing a really good they're on a big upswing right now that's great sure. yeah what um what boards do you guys carry uh we carry a bunch of different boards from various shapers but the main people that we're focused on, I could probably give you a list of like 10 off the top of my head. Mark Andrini is a huge one. He's like a legendary guy. It's been shaping since like the late 50s. Mm. You know, he's been shaping forever. Greg Little's in the same category. He's been shaping since like the late 60s. He's recently retired, but um, they're still producing Little Designs, and it's head by KP and Scott Anderson. Those boards are absolutely incredible. Um, Brian Hilbers is kind of another OG guy. Um, fine line surfboards that's what he makes um we also have you know kind of like the younger contemporaries too so like elmore troy elmore he's a costa mesa guy he's in the shop like on a daily basis it's super fun to have someone that's like a really good surfer and a really good craftsman yeah i feel like tyler warren's kind of in the same vein yeah. we carry stuff from him really good surfer really good craftsman they're able to like tweak their equipment surf it really well have that good like feedback loop helps when you're when you rip when you're a shaper yeah. you know like yeah. you could pretty much streamline and make yeah. those subtle changes yeah. that really for sure elevate the board deepest reaches is great if you've ever seen the mega fishes around he's uh kyle Albers is the guy that shapes those they're hmm. fantastic i was just surfing old man's with him last night um gotcha. so you're in the water quite a bit still oh of course it makes yeah. me happy that's why you created this business. exactly yeah, yeah. 
Gato Roy is another big one. Yeah. So Robin Kegel is like a mad scientist. He's all around the world. Total nomadic Did guy. you ever ask him how he came up with that name? Gato Roy? Yeah. I actually haven't asked him how he came up with it, have you? It's such a dope name. It's so good. Gato is cat, right? Yeah. But what's Heroi? It's hero. Hero. In Japanese. Cat hero. Hero cat? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. We'll ask him next time he's over. So I like it. On, on your guys' I, I was doing checking out your guys' website. He's our Instagram. You, you guys uh, um do investigate or promote those cool little like short stories or videos a, a lot of with the with the shapers and stuff. Is that something you guys put together or they do and you're just cross promoting? Yeah, so I'm I'm producing those. Oh and, you are? Uh, yeah. Or I mean Daydream is, but yeah, you know, it's it's mostly me. And so basically there's just so much more of a story to tell yeah. than what we can tell a, a customer in person. Like and also, you kind of don't want to b- bombard people with information when they're in your shop, but it's like a good library that I feel like people can touch on when they uh, when they want to. Yeah. So we did our first, they're called case studies. Um, our first case study was on Mark Andrini. Our second one was on Greg Little or Little Surfboards. And then our third one we're doing is on Troy. That's the Troy Elmore. That's in the works right now. Um, and then we also do more like fun videos called field notes and those yeah. are kind of just like shred sessionable kind of edits yeah um, and uh, yeah I think this year is the year that we started them and I think we're on our what like we did this is gonna be our third case study and our fifth mm-hmm. field notes mm-hmm. yeah so it's eight cool. you know almost one yeah. a month kind of that's awesome so, yeah it's yeah. fun it's like now that I'm kind of able to pull myself off the floor, because when we were first doing it, it was, you know, here, open to close yeah. every day. So like, tell us, let's go back to that, um, <laughs> the day of reckoning, right? <laughs> open the doors. Right? Yeah. What, when, what was your, what, when was your first day of, of business? December. It was, no, November. November, yeah. It was uh, Black Friday. <laughs> you opened on Black Friday? Yeah. I forgot. Pick a good day. Yeah, because I remember we went down to uh, San Diego um, for Thanksgiving, and we were like, we got to be back because we're opening the next day. I don't even, did people even know? Like, people came. Mm-hmm. Did we sell a surfboard? Yeah, what was your, what was your like, first sale? Yeah. yeah, first sale t shirt? Uh, oh my gosh. I remember I was the probably first... like my mom buying something, or your mom buying something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Scary. The first so, board we sold was a tanner. That's right, you sold it. I did sell it. Kyle like ran out to run errands, and I sold our first surfboard. Sick. Awesome. Yeah. So wait a minute. Uh, so your first day? Yeah. What was the turnout like? It wasn't a grand opening. It was just like a soft. Oh, hey, we're very soft. Here we go. We're gonna <laughs> open it up. Yeah. And yeah. Then, um, but people came. Like I remember, it was like a good day. I remember like just being shocked that. People strangers were coming to the shop that like I didn't know personally yeah. that they but did you friends and friends of friends and uh, they they knew you're gonna open there's buzz yeah. yeah how did you promote it yeah um Instagram just Instagram solely Instagram just, like yeah. literally nothing else we just had like a mood board on Instagram basically and we're like this is what we're doing this is what we're inspired by it yeah yeah and people came I think it was current it oh, takes yeah, you current. a long time to build that following yeah I mean we had know, two to, years we were like working on it for two years while we were still living in San Francisco. So you created Daydream Instagram two yeah. years before, prior when yeah. he was doing the boards up there. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so we had. I made yeah, I made on. like a Squarespace website and like just we like wrote like a little about thing and I had like a a uh, like a little tag that was um, it was like all the brands that like we really like and like hope to have in our shop. <laughs> Just like letting people know, like maybe you'll find something like this in our shop, like if we ever open one day, hopefully soon. So talking about like 
products. You guys have a pretty diverse product assortment yeah. from like bed, bath, like jewelry, yeah, totally. books. I mean, you rubber, have the typical stuff, sunglasses, like, sunscreen. But, yeah. Yeah. So things like that. But a little pottery, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of cool, interesting things. Are, a, lot, a lot of that's like local. Like, how did you find vendors on some of that? Yeah. So right when we first opened, um, the majority of things were pieces that our friends made, and that we just wanted to, you know, share with the world the cool items that our friends were so talented at yeah. making. Um, and it help was helpful that like they were our friends, so they could like put the things on consignment. Oh, yeah. We didn't have to like Key. pay for things up front because we like just couldn't at yeah. all. Um, and they were also just products that we personally really loved and used, um, and items that we hadn't seen in the neighborhood at all. Like you, there are cool shops like this, you know, in San Francisco and in LA, um, but it's kind of a new concept for Orange County. So. Yeah, identifying a niche, but stuff that you're yeah. stoked on. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was a wild time. The beginning, the beginning days. I remember working like sixty days in a row. Like mm-hmm. Wow. Like that, where yeah. it was just like such a grind. Not taking a day off. For a whole year, I remember riding my bike every morning. I would ride to the bakery that we would get our pastries from, hotcakes, pick them up, and then ride my bike to the shop, and work <laughs> from open to close, and then yep. work after close. Seven <laughs> yeah. Ride my bike home. So blood, sweat, and tears. So how was that? Totally. Like, you know, that first week of, um, with the doors open, were you were you like concerned or were you relieved? How, how? What were the? It wasn't as hard as building out. I remember that. That was the big thing. I was like, this is easier than building out. I liked building it out. Yeah. So. Well, that's your design side coming yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we're such a good like kind of yin yang in how Becca and I work, which is really cool. Like even just with that, you know, I'm like, oh, it's easier than building out, and you're like, building out was cooler. But it's like it's cool that we kind of have this dynamic, and I don't know how people start a business solo. That's nuts. Yeah. I don't know how someone yeah. could do that. Like having a partner that I fully trust and love, and like deeply. You push each to other do. too, right? Like well, it's like yeah. balance out the workload. Somebody, re- you know. The, you know, balance, like in, you said, yin yang, the, the balance. Yeah, and the out. other person like knows exactly what you're going through when you're like, oh my god, holy shit! Like today yeah. was so gnarly. But so, like, your so partner's was like, I was there. Like, like I know how crazy was that, and you can like share it with well, them. That first week, where like you know, you sit back and you're like, okay, think we're onto something. Yeah, we're onto something, or it's yeah. like, holy shit, we made a wrong decision. <clears throat> it seemed like it was working, so we're like, okay, this is easier than build out to me. Yeah. There's the bank account can actually go up. This is surprising. yeah. It was like nose diving so hard we were like okay we got like 40 bucks left in our bank account like we need to open tomorrow um and then we were like cool people are buying things like we sold a shirt like we sold a mug we're you know maybe i don't know like wetsuit or something and then we sold a board and that was like the most exciting day ever yeah. and, like someone and you sold it one of the boards it's amazing yeah, yeah i didn't even have to do anything i was just like that board looks so good under your arm <laughs> <laughs> and that was it yeah Friends were coming in. It was great. And yeah. then we were still trying to figure out our health department stuff. And then I feel like once we actually got the cafe side open was like our real, I wouldn't say grand opening. That was our like real soft opening, yeah. you know, our like actual soft opening. And that was when I feel like things started clicking and I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can manage to pay off our credit card debt. <laughs> yeah. That was a really scary time. Yeah. I we had, but we're like, here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, we made it. ended it. up working out, but it was... It was for sure stressful in the beginning. I mean, there's still a lot of stressful components, but it's just like learning 
how to be like really flexible with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, instead of being you like you can't sweat the small stuff. It's so hard, but you it's can't true. even sweat the big stuff. Yeah. You got to just like try to stay as like grounded and like know that it's gonna work and be calm about it. Just flow, yeah. So well, surf surfboards are a big part of the you know like shop identity, especially with yeah. your surf club. What what is that like a membership yeah. setup? So basically there's, um, so we have kind of like a rotating quiver. Right now we have 53 boards in it. Um, and I'd say we rotate stuff out about every six months. So if you do the math, there's like, you know, two boards a week going in and coming out. So it's always evolving, which is cool. And we have different membership levels. You can drop in for a day pass. Um, a day pass is 20 bucks. Just drop in, try some stuff out. Um, and then we have month memberships starting at 50 bucks. So 50 bucks a month, and you can just come in, try some stuff out. Our holding period's three days, so you can hold something for three days at a time, bring it back, swap it out, or sooner. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been really cool. It's been really fun seeing people having this kind of like discovery phase, you know, of like, hey, I ride, whatever, I ride shortboards, and I really want to try a fish, you know? Yeah. And me, Without having to drop a thousand bucks or exactly, whatever, yeah, they yeah. get to come and like... Them. And see what it rides like before making that big purchase. Exactly. You know, and there's so many different little, like, nuances with fish. It's like, okay, well, this one you seem to like more, and this one's a single concave. And yeah. For some reason, you don't seem to like the ones with double concave, so maybe that'll be a better recommendation. You should try some more like this. Yeah. And so we'll kind of, like, break down the design components, you know, or, like, hey, I want to try a mid-length. Cool, there's, like, displacement holes, there's V-bottoms, and there's eggs, like... The bottom contours are either rolled V or concave, yeah. and like you know, just kind of like figuring out, analyzing each person, seeing like what they seem to gravitate towards, and just like put them on a path that makes them more likely to buy something that they like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, either doing a custom order with them, or they can buy boards from the club or buy a new one off the rack. So you you'll rotate or sell some of the the used boards. Mm -hmm. What about like deals for the members? They get a little little price break at all or? Um yeah, we haven't done much like that just cuz we're still I still feel like we're in like fi financial survival mode. Yeah. Like even though things are working, we're paying our bills, we pay our employees really well, like how many employees do you have? Uh, There's 10 including yeah. Kyle and I. Shut the front door. Yeah. Wow. So Look at you guys. But we're still kind of like you know, it's still yeah. just starting to work. So it's like, I'm, I'm a little hesitant about, like, giving deals. Yeah, so. yeah no, for sure. Yeah. I just, you know. Yeah. You do but that's get a good three idea. bars of wax if you buy a board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, yeah, we'll you gotta maintain that margin. <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta, I mean, you gotta keep the lights on and yeah. payroll going and everything else. Yeah. yeah. It's not a lot of margin. In Ten people boards. you've already started employing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's insane. That's yeah. what it, we, why we do this yeah. and why we talk about surf shops and try to highlight surf shops is it you know it's obviously it's not about making money you know like you, you want to have a you want to have uh something to support your your livelihood yeah but then you're also supporting other people's livelihoods you know exactly, yeah. and that's our show is we, we we don't talk about how much your business does we talk about how much business you does for the community. Yeah. yeah. You know, like exactly. It's insane. Like yeah. it's it's such a big risk on to be an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah. Then and you slap other people's Totally. Like you're responsible for like not only your own rent and your shop's rent, but like <laughs> ten other people's rent. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's what we want to remind like remind people. Like yeah. Yeah. don't be lazy and shop 
on Amazon. Yeah. Like go to your local surf shop, you know, and support the local community. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we appreciate it. Because that's you know that's what he does for a living, and that's what I do for a living, and that's where we come from. Is you know just like you. Oh yeah, and it's such a cool culture, and it's so unique to California. You know, it's really cool that we have this amazing surf culture here of producing surfboards and producing you know clothing and all this stuff and all these amazing people that we've been able to meet through it and yeah. the cool stories that they have that you guys get to highlight it's a really fun kind of culture yeah what, so yeah what were you gonna say nothing Go. um so now you've been here for two and a half years mm -hmm. almost three and yeah. what's you know you're it's kind of cool because you're in the heart of Costa Mesa. Yeah. You're in the heart of surf industry pretty much, right? You got Ruka across the street. Yeah. Um, Volcom's Hurley. down the street. Hurley's yeah. down the street. And you're getting that audience, right? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And what's next for you guys? I know that you guys were opening up a, a wine bar yeah. exactly yeah. so we're opening up a natural wine bar and shop called semi-tropic wines on 19th street in placentia how'd um, this come about um not really planned we at love all. wine we do we love wine <laughs> um and people come to the shop often and you know they're like where can where can i go to get like a good beer a good glass of wine like where can i go to buy wine like, you know there's high times which is great but there isn't really like a relaxed place just to like have a nice beer have a glass of wine um yeah, have to, like, similar low-key like mm -hmm. cruise vibe yeah totally like a, a lot of the bars around here are pretty um just like uh, really like high energy and like you go to like get a cocktail and like tequila shots and like that's rad and like see a, a concert and stuff but i don't know i feel like we both were just kind of like wanting a place where we could just go a after work place. and just like have a good know. conversation yeah. more, more of like people getting off work totally, early just like early decompress. afternoon early evening rootsy yeah um so we actually were uh kind of thinking of the idea of opening up a, a second shop down in in del mar in san diego and um we were like working with this development company and it was just kind of not working out the way that we were thinking it was going to and we were putting in so much energy and and like thought um and work into it and kyle and i had a talk and, and we were like we should just kind of pump the brakes on this like we're clearly trying to like force something that is really pushing back so let's just you know if it happens great but like let's stop yeah kind of putting in all of our our yes. effort into it yeah. Um, and the next day, I drove past this spot on 19th Street, and the building was a building that we had originally looked at to put Daydream in, um, but it wasn't available. We would come home for holidays or for summer, and um, no, like just it was so cool. It's right next to this bar called Casa. Um, it's an it was an old upholstery shop. It's this building that was built in 1960 and has like this beautiful overhang and this rad cactus in front of it, and, like huge windows. Um, but it wasn't available and we would just like peek and like dream like oh my god if this would be available this would be a perfect spot for daydream but it wasn't so we kind of forgot about it and found our spot here which worked out perfect um, so in Probably February better for what you guys are doing totally yeah. and like we got more space and well that it's just out. around the corner versus having to logistically exactly. like yeah, work we were, and, we and Del just, Mar's 
It's just not close. Trying so yeah. hard to figure out, like, okay, well, are we gonna have to like get an apartment down there, and like, how are we gonna split our time between running Daydream and Costa Mesa, and then like running a shop in Del Mar? Like, we're, we're gonna have to like bring our manager down there to like train like all of our new employees. Like, it was just yeah a lot. Um, so when we found that spot, I called Kyle and I was like, hey, remember that building on 19th Street that we really liked? There's a small for lease sign on the window. I'm gonna call the realtor just to like see yeah. it like we might I just kind of want to know what it looks like inside and we hadn't even talked about opening up a bar there or anything um and Kyle's like cool I'll come with you and so we call and meet the realtor the next morning and we walk through the space and we both are like this would be the coolest spot for like a really chill bar and it has it's kind of an L shape and has like this front room like this would be perfect for like a little bottle shop and then you can like drink on site there um and we, uh, so you have to have liquor license. Is yeah. Gonna, I was just going to ask, beer and how wine. hard is it to get a liquor license? Liquor is really or, hard. Or beer and wine. Beer and wine, much easier. easier. And um, I heard that a, a liquor license is like a hundred grand. It a is. Year. It's so expensive. Yeah. And, and, it's and they stop giving them out. So you, I think you have to buy. Wait for somebody to. You do. Yeah. You have to buy it off someone, it off. or you can enter a lottery. But like. Yeah. You know, that's you know why would you do that. I mean, did you guys know? I mean, you loved Costa Mesa. You obviously, you guys grew up here. Did you know the transformation that like Costa Mesa was going through prior to opening this up? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, my my mom had students on tons of students on Shalimar Street. Yeah, drive bys and like you know it was gnarly. Yeah, because Dude. I mean it's it's kind of like a perfect storm of like all your yeah. like, timing. Young, timing yeah, is like, pretty cosmic. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, so we uh, put in our application that next day so wait so when did you come up with the thought of a wine bar kind of like day? that night yeah in like, the space well we had we had been hoping somebody would open up bring natural wine to orange county because it's it's not something that you see here at all and it's something you see in a lot of other places you see it in san diego LA. los angeles san francisco i mean even we did a trip to montana and there's places out there yeah. so that it's like it's funny there's just like you know we're like why isn't this here yet and um but uh, yeah, we were just hoping that somebody would do it, and then I feel like when we were in the space, we were like, "This is perfect." We were like, out "We should do it." For <laughs> yeah, that's really. when it clicked. You're like, "Yeah, hmm. yeah." So we put in our application, not really thinking that they were going to pick us, but we kind of just wanted to say that we at least tried for like when it will inevitably be turned into like a vape lounge or so a CrossFit met, gym. You met with the 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 what the do you real call estate it? agent. Yeah. The real estate agent. Yeah, and put in our application. And, uh, Did they ask you what you were going to put here? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you have to pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we like checked with the city and made sure it could happen. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, yes, we filled our application, put it in, and then... Um, but I, I bet your chances were pretty... I mean, from your side, you, you don't know who's going after the spot. Right. You don't know what kind yeah. of competition, but having this in your resume and being down the street and, and local business owners and, you know, how incredible yeah. this... I mean, I'm sure that had a lot of weight going yeah, so into... Yes, the, the owner of the building actually um, came to Daydream while we were gone because it was on our application, and she got to meet our manager and uh, left her phone number saying that she really wanted to meet us and, like, talk about the space. Huh. We're like, what? Are you serious? Like, she came to Daydream? The That's amazing. The the... Yeah, the owner of the building. Wow. Um, and... We were, we were visiting my brother in Montana in February, and it was, like, negative 10 degrees, and Kyle's outside on the phone, like, pacing, talking to the owner of the building, like, giving her the spiel of this 
like shop idea that we right. have. Why why she should rent it out to you guys? Yeah, and uh, when we got back, they were like, "Cool, yeah, do you guys want to sign the lease?" And we were like, "What? <laughs> really? Right now? Okay, like that's crazy. We need to call our accountant." <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I mean, not having experience in the beverage, you yeah. know, well the coffee, I mean, but, yeah, but wine not, and yeah, not beer. alcoholic beverages. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. kind of you guys are pretty much serial entrepreneurs. Kind now. of killing it. We're having a good time. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. But we have a lot of friends. Like our, our director for Semi-Tropic Wines, he's, we have a lot of friends in that community. Um, so that makes it a lot easier. Like he's, you know, directing some other wine shops up in San Francisco. He's making his own wine. He's helping out with Harvest up in the Bay Area. People that are making wine up there. Yeah. Um, so are you guys buying, like, bulk barrels and then, or? No, how? so we're not going to be making any of the wine. We'll just be serving other serving. people's wine. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. What's it called? Semi-Tropic Wines. That's the name of the spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When's cool. the Good question. christening? Hopefully. TBD. TBD. Yeah. We're, um, Depends on the city. Yeah, we're yeah. in the middle of getting all of our permits with the city and the health department, that alcoholic beverage control, but it's all moving got, in the right direction. You got a handle already picked out, and are you guys promoting? Yeah, we got... Um, we actually just put up a website two days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago. Um, we have an Instagram for cool. it. We'll Semi-Tropic Wines. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that on, up out. on our, on our <laughs> posts and stuff. We have meeting, a meeting with the mayor on Friday. Yeah, we're meeting with the mayor on Friday. Just the to mayor? Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> just to be like, hey, we're opening up a business. Yeah. Let's, you know, be Massaging? cool with yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah. You, you want some tax revenue? Promote us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Help us get our permits, Mayor Foley. Yeah. It's, it's the city of the arts, like Costa Mesa is, and, and Semi-Tropic Wines can be very art-driven. Cool. Um, there'll be, like, kind of a gallery on the inside and showcasing artwork from, from some of our friends. So um, we're just kind of wanting to bring more of that to Costa yeah. Mesa. And yeah. I just want to talk with them about, you know, hey, what is the plan for making this city of the arts, and how can we make yeah. that progress and work together? Yeah. Congratulations! But, yeah, Thanks. but but coming back coming back to Daydream here, um, your guys's coffee shop. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool to have inside your store. You see a lot of regulars. You guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> so many daily. Yeah, so there's like you get, there's the daily. There's the multi daily. Like the people that come in two to three times a day. Yeah. And then you know there's people that come in a couple of times so a like week weekend. or whatever. Um, or when they're in town. Yeah. Um, but we've, you know, and with and so the, many people that are um, here, sorry to interrupt you, um, that are like traveling internationally. Like we've had people come from Japan who have landed at LAX and literally taken a cab from LAX to our shop. Like they haven't even gone to their hotel or anything. They were like, we've the, just landed and we wanted to time, come here. The whole time we were talking about the board, uh, uh, board club and just. I, I kept thinking about the space in the store. It's so Japanese, you know. The what you've created is like a Japanese tourist dream. A Japanese daydream. Yeah, Japanese well, they're, daydream. they're they're very minimalist and they're like kind of store setups and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you know we've been over there and <coughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't been. So yeah, we have been, been. You know, just be blown away. We're hoping on to go how in October. It's it's experience. What? It's not overloading with product. It's yeah. clean, but yet multi-use and like. They cool. have really good style, right? Yeah. Most of them, oh, a yeah. lot of them. And, you know, like Jay said, he's been there a ton. I've been there a ton, too. And all the surf shops that I've gone to, not all of them, but most of them are so freaking cool. Yeah. And it's all about community. 
right? Like you guys have created a community. Yeah. And with with Japanese people, that's it's yeah. crazy. They're they're like all together yeah. all the time. You know, so cool. it's like a club club. Oh, yeah. there, there's like retail. Yeah. You know, and then there's like community like cool like hangout. You know, yeah. but you know, also um, sells retail. You know, yeah. which keeps the lights on. But it, you know, you, you guys wrote have docs that. back in the day, didn't you? Yeah, I wrote for doc for. Good amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Lar, uh, that was yeah. Night. Yeah, wrote for Lar or Lar. Yeah, we, were, we did some photo shoots. I think oh, yeah. were you on the one Main Street one? Oh, yeah. I was in the centerfold. You couldn't see me. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Get squeezed between me and Nichols. <laughs> yeah, Nichols. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I remember your flat deck model. Everything. Yeah. Sure. So, so um, that guy, that the Japanese guy that that is, I think, still the distributor. His name's Chiaki, right? And him and his wife opened up a store in Japan and when I'd go out there I'd stay with Chiaki at his house and I'd always go to his shop cool. and I remember like you know going to dinners and, and going surfing and like it was like not just it was crazy it was every time that there was like a party like yeah. the whole club would come yeah. and everyone had you know their their surf shops were like community hangouts yeah, yeah. you know where you know you you know here it's more just retail driven, you know? Yeah. And, you know, places like yours are bringing out that, like, more mm-hmm. community, like, hangout. Like, when you go to Japanese restaurants there, too, like, the little hole in the walls, they're so good. The food's so good. And I remember walking into this one tiny little, it's smaller than this, right? Yeah. Smaller than your back room. But on this one wall, there's bottles with all these metals on them, right? On the, on the, around the neck of the bottles. Yeah. And I was like, I asked Chiaki, I'm like, what is that? What is that? You know, what are these for? And he's like, oh, each family has a bottle. I go, what do you mean each family? He's like, oh, the people that come here. Yeah. The families bring their own bottles and they keep it here. That's so So cool. when they come, yeah. you know, they can you drink it. To, yeah. So, so I was I like, that. wow. Like, and there's, you know, Beauty. hundreds of, hundreds of bottles up there Beauty. and hundreds of metals on top on there. And I'm like, Wow, that many people come here and like, yeah, you know, in this tiny little, you know, hole that's in the wall. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really nice having a space that's kind of community driven like this. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. Really yeah. makes it a fun place to be. Yeah, and I really think having the coffee component of the shop allows our our shop to be this community space because it gives people a reason to come in every day. You know, people aren't gonna necessarily come buy in and like day. buy a surfboard yeah. every single day, but yeah. they'll come in and get a it's coffee. A, it's every a day. good steady revenue. Yeah, and, and it brings people together. Yeah, you, you got music. It's a chill little like hangout. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like people <laughs> out there are just on their iPad, their phone, maybe just reading a book or magazine. It's cool. Yeah. Meeting up with friends, going on dates, all that stuff. Whoa, matchmaker, hear that? <laughs> Come to daydream. You might yeah. find your significant other. There's been True. a lot. There's been We've a lot of We've had some uh, prom asking here. These, You're kidding um, me. So yeah, cute. these high schoolers. Uh, he was like, can I ask my girlfriend to prom here? He made a little <laughs> sign, and it was like, going to prom with you would be a total daydream. And he, like, hid behind the counter, and it was so awkward. But wow. But so cute. That's kind of cool. Oh, my God. They were adorable. So you guys do some other events. I saw game night and stuff. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah, so we did a game night. Um, uh, so Isaac Rochelle from the Chargers, he's doing this cool nonprofit. Chargers as the in? The football team. Huh. And, yeah. um, Pro football and doesn't know what yeah. that was. And was he, he here the basketball. other day? I think. Uh, you would notice if he was here. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah. And um, so he's doing this cool campaign called See You on Sunday, and it's just kind of like 
you know, device awareness, social media awareness, just yeah. trying to get people off their yeah. phones for a day yeah. and get, you know, back to the roots, you know? And so he did a game. Communicating face yeah. to face. I know, what an idea. Hey, how are you? <laughs> exactly. Eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we send our kids to Cotillion and like it's cool. all oh, about, yeah, too. and it's like, you know, this is, this is going to pay off. I know you think it's it torture now, but yeah. it's going to pay off. It does. Yeah, yeah it might be embarrassing and awkward, especially when I'm like over there. You learn the cha-cha. Yeah, you like oh, dance, yeah. you wear gloves. Oh, oh yeah. my God, you eat like cookies uh, and fruit punch. Yeah, exactly. You like learn how to like drink properly. Oh uh, my God, it's I don't know. They haven't learned that yet, but they're just, it's fun. But anyways, yeah. Game night's cool, yeah. So we just basically, you put your phone into a yonder case, which locks your phone so you can't use it at all. And we just had tons of board games for people to play. That's so cool. Had like a cooler full of beers and a lot of jazz. You and do then, that often or? That was our first one. Yeah. yeah, we just did our first one. But I'm sure we'll do more. We do a lot of like, you know, yeah. we'll have kind of more like lecture style things yeah. too where people come in. Uh, we've had Jeff Devine do like a photo series here. How where, sick. Yeah, it was great. It well, was super if, fun. If you and, you know, want to let me and Lyndon like maybe host a ping pong night, you know, that'd be kind of oh, cool. That dude. could be cool. You know, people would we can bring a couple, yeah. couple ping pong I, tables. I've dabbled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Because like, we're pretty you got, serious. You got space. Really? and Yeah. We, so we have fun. a lot of people, and, like, we could do a cool, cool. Let's do a ping pong night. I'm down. Yeah. Do a ping pong tourney. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where people sign up, maybe Whoa. maybe pay 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah you have a pot. Thing. Yeah. yeah. There was a ping pong table at uh, the game night, and that was, like, one of the <laughs> yeah. most sought after, yeah. like, stations. People Anyways, were just, what, like, what, after the interview, we'll, after you know, maybe maybe down the pipeline or something. Ping pong night coming soon. Yeah. We also do a lot of board demos. Those are super fun. I love doing the demo days. Yeah. People come out and just have a good time and try a bunch of boards. Where do you do it? Down at Blackie's? Or? Yeah, we'll yeah. go to Sano. Oh, Sano? Nice. Mm. Yeah. We can do it at Blackie's, too. Yeah, I'd love to do one at Blackie's okay. after the summertime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, uh, you don't want things on yeah. every board. Yeah, totally. It's dangerous. It's so gnarly. You injure every person on the beach. But yeah, it's been a good time. I love doing events. You know how long we've been interviewing you? A long no. time. Hour and thirty-five minutes. Cool. Nice. Well, maybe Does it seem like it. You think anybody's no. still listening <laughs> on the podcast? They will. Hey, be. thanks for listening. Whoever's still Hello. listening, you made it this long. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. coming and get a and sticker. We're not done yet. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reference us, and you'll get a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's next? The semi-tropic wines. Yeah, and um, I can, we can't think out further than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we just got to take it one day at a time, one week at a time. It'd be nice to see Daydream in more places. Yeah. You know? But that's as much as I can really... Are you going to get more into your own private label stuff, or... Yeah, yeah. I would love to. I'd like to, too. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, the, the... That's creating a brand, and that's creating... You know, it's not just a place to go hang out, but people wanting to support you on a whole other level. Yeah. By offering... You know, you offer... You know, different companies in here and stuff, but Have you it's Google a lot more personable when they already? grab yours. Daydream? Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah, don't Google search it. It's um, the uh, Google's like VR company. Oh yeah, Daydream? it is. Their virtual reality goggles are called Daydream goggles or something. Is that is that the only thing? Yeah, I think so. For the most yeah, part. Yeah. yeah, but when you yeah when you Google Daydream Surf Shop, it's us. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great name for. Yeah, you know that says I everything so. about what what surfing is. is it like, really does. Yeah, it lends itself to being like, oh, daydream. Mm. So, so <laughs> you, I, you know, obviously surf a lot. What are you, what are you writing right now? Like, what's your go-to? Like, if, for instance, yeah. lowers is four to six foot. 
Uh, Bonzer, probably. I've been loving the Bonzers. Bonzers. Campbell Brothers, Malcolm Campbell. I mean, like, yeah. the creator of the Bonzer is still yeah. alive and shaping in Oxnard. How lucky are we? That's nuts. So I love Bonzers. They're what super size? fun. Uh, low, like, if it's, if it's fun size, yeah. like, you know, lower volume for me is like 5.5, five, 5.6. Five, yep. I like that size range. Um, and do you ride it as, like, Bonzer with one big single fin? Yeah, or? so I'll do, like, a 6 to 7 inch single fin with a, the Bonzer 3 side bites, the longer ones. Um, and then on the bigger end of the spectrum, I love the, like, 6.4 Rush Short model. It's really good, kind of in that bigger, kind of higher volume, big boy shortboard kind of yeah. range. More, like, power surfing style. It's super fun. Um, but I love fish, too. I love surfing yeah. fish. Um, Troy Elmore's fish are super fun. Um, he has a fried fish model that's pretty cool. Nice. Fried fish. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, for, for softer waves, like, lowers is pretty slow and grindy. But if we're surfing, like, you know, a really fast wave, like 56, um, it's really fun to ride, like, a mid-length single fin and just really get some speed going. Um, I love riding Greg Little's displacement holes. Those are super fun. Um, six foot to lower seven foot range. It's really nice. You still, you still feel like a kid in a candy shop with all these boards you have oh here. And it's like, oh, I'm going to take this one out. Oh, that one looks it's never serious. ending. It, it, all, of our, all of our research center members feel the same way. It's like, it's crazy having like a $50,000 quiver to just yeah. like tap into. And that's always rotating. You yeah. know? It's, it's it's really fun. It, it's it makes every day surfable. You can surf any day of the year. Yeah, it's you got you got not you know you're you're an anomaly having a shop with all that. But for most surfers, like we grew up with one board, right? You know, maybe lucky if you had a couple like a step up or maybe a groveler at, at some point. But to stay yeah. motivated and stay like connected Variety. and yeah, and inspired like Variety you got to have a spice of life. You right? got to you got to have a bunch of uh, boards. And I feel like today. People have an eclectic like yeah. board lineup, except this guy. He has all the same same board. I have two boards that I always ride. Yeah. It's like golf clubs, man. Yeah. yeah. You guys golf at all? No. Like I wish. you know, it'd be like it'd be like if you had like a three iron and you yeah. just hit the whole, you know, yeah, all nine eighteen holes with one club. Like it's you know, you have your putter for the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. You have your grobler. You have your fish. Or you have. You know, well, you just have a miserable board, time yeah. surfing if you're just on the, you know, the one board that doesn't work in all conditions. No board works in all conditions. Right. Yeah. And it's pretty cool being here, like, from Huntington to Newport to, you know, CDM, Laguna, Doheny, yeah. Trestles, Santa. Like, there's so many different types of waves. Mushy, yeah. slow, fast, grindy, steep, yeah. tubey, shore break. You know, it's it, there's so many different types of waves that you can surf, and each board kind of does... A wave well you yeah know. so how you know not really a business question but kind of a business question do you guys besides Instagram advertise in any other form or we don't have time for that mostly what we're in mouth and <laughs> no budget for that no time. <laughs> like yeah we're in a like your your store is so cool right it's a dope it's in a cool location it's a great concept and you have you know, other stores like Mullis, right? And general admission, or you guys cater a, to a different clientele. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like almost like higher end kind of people, mm -hmm. right? Investment banker kind of people. You know what I mean? Like, sure. the, what I'm getting at is like, you should, not that you should, but you, if people knew 
about daydream mm -hmm. that are in that world because that's the you know surfing is so it's in a it's a it's in a like a, a growth spurt it seems like mm -hmm. meaning like culture wise and like um, aspirational wise like there's a lot of adult learning going on totally right yeah, yeah. and like you know you, you you came from that finance world and that's what you know you got to have money to afford boards yeah right? you do. For sure, yeah. so it's like daydream is like a perfect uh, kind of place for that clientele yeah for sure yeah, yeah I, I just I just we just don't have time to like advertise yeah, or anything yeah. you know uh, but maybe don't really one day, know how to. yeah, we don't know how to. If anybody's out there and wants to help us, <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> but yeah, we just we're let's just, just go to JP Morgan and <laughs> hand out some cards. <laughs> so yeah, I'll hit, up, hit up my old boss. He's gonna love this podcast. Um, <laughs> there you go. Hey, I know you fired me, but yeah, you surf. Yeah, <laughs> um, he actually was really cool. Yeah, Alex Burnett. He was actually a really cool guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, one day you know maybe we'll do something like that. But yeah. we're just so focused on trying to make it rad. Yeah. You know, and in just person. like, and yeah. just like grinding, and just keep making a good business, and keep having a good store. And I feel like if we just keep focusing on making it great, people will find out about yeah. it. You know? Yeah. So we're putting all our energy to, into that. If one day we have energy to put into advertising, I don't even know if we do that marketing. You know, I'm sure that there's some stuff that we could do. Yeah. But we just don't have the bandwidth right now. Yeah, I think it's just connecting with those people, and it'll organically happen in the future. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, because I mean that's how you're doing it already yeah, yeah. You, you do have the industry in your backyard right yeah and i'm sure yeah most of osmosis it's already happening you know i mean unless you're a big corporate like powerhouse where you're buying ads google facebook whatever i think now it's it's really got back to the more community mm -hmm. promoting and it's a little bit more like grassroots mm -hmm. right like i mean everybody just seems to advertise or self-promote through instagram you know, some people might do Twitter just, you know, if you got, I don't know. I don't really know Twitter. I don't really follow it. So I haven't no, really I know. Yeah. Facebook. I mean, but you get a lot of customers and locals that are probably tagging you guys. Oh, I mean, you know, I'm, yeah. if you guys follow, do you even follow it like that and see yeah, what people Yeah, totally. I, like, I never really thought that people would feel so inspired to take photos and share yeah. Daydream oh, with them. When I, when, when I was walking in. Yeah. This one kid had his, you know, drink Cup. in his hand, and he's taking a photo of it with Daydream sign behind yeah. it. And then another kid, you know, your little sandwich board. That's your market. That guy's totally guy so taking a picture of the sandwich board, and I'm just like... It's the coolest. What the hell's yeah. going on here? Yeah, because that was so not an intention to, like, create a space where people would, like, feel that they would want to, like, yeah. share it with their own audience yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's so cool that it's just happened so organically that yeah they're not thinking like oh i'm gonna promote these guys maybe get a free cup or anything yeah. they're just stoked they're and enjoying their i heard like, it's like they, they it. probably said i heard about this place i came to this place yeah. Like, yeah this place is cool it's, check yeah. it out it blows my mind every and, day and I, th I feel you know yelp is kind of another great kind of freebie as well you know like yeah. just the way I, I mean it's more food driven and bar driven, driven yeah. but it's it's hard <laughs> because you can't you can't control what people post it's yeah. hard you know Yelp is weird it's a very and Yelp is kind of like the mafia like they'll call you and be like hey so like you could just pay us more and we yeah. can like take a yeah. yes. review and I'm like I don't care if we're on Yelp or not on Yelp because like <laughs> but it's but it's one know. of those fr I mean I feel like it's a it, it could be 
devil's advocate. It could yeah. be really good or yeah. it could just oh, yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, very... when I go to a new city, I'm going to look up, like, best coffee shop and, like, Yelp is the first thing that comes up. Yeah. So I get it. But I also feel conflicted. Yeah. It's, it is. It's conflicting <laughs> for sure. Shout out to, the, to our marketeers out there. Yeah. <laughs> that are helping. But Yelp's a weird one. I don't it know. is. I, if I could get off, figure out how to get off Yelp, just I would. not even be on it at all. Yeah. There's yeah. no way to even, like, delete. Like, we were all. Someone that's... else put us on there. Like, yeah, I don't you know don't, you don't choose to be on Yelp. Yelp chooses you. Yeah. yeah, and you can't control what's, yeah, you can't take it off, like you said. No. And they have a very ambitious sales team that call you all the time and yeah. email you all the time about buying ad space. and st- It's weird. Yeah. We'll bump you up to the top <laughs> yeah. five. No, I'm like, I don't yeah. care. Honestly, just, just take us, us off alone. altogether. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I know they're just trying to do their job. Yeah, they're just doing their job. No, but it's, I mean, that's where you know going back to marketing and stuff and like how things are instagram and yelp that pretty much i mean i don't know facebook it's i i hate hate facebook it's just too confusing (laughs) yeah like the only only reason i repost stuff from instagram is so grandma and grandpa's and like extended family for some reason that's their platform which yeah whatever yeah anyways oh man social media is weird social media is weird (laughs) especially when you're you know a business owner and you only want good reviews and you only want yeah. you know good feedback I know and then one bad experience shows up and you're like well I want to fix that and you can't yeah. it's really funny too how you'll see stuff on social media social media and like people will be like do you see this and you're like yeah I did where did I see that it's almost like it just goes into your brain in like a weird pathway you know it's like yeah. it's like I don't know I feel like Instagram's just like vortex of, of information it's it strange is, yeah. well all <laughs> social technology seems like it talks to each other yeah and yeah. you know it's like a manifest destiny like somebody says it to you and it pops up right, right here so listening to scary <laughs> sorry yeah. alexa we'll see yeah listening? we'll see what happens how this all unfolds yeah <laughs> well i mean i think yeah, I think we got some really good stories out of you today. That's yeah. cool. You know? If anybody's I mean, listening, still c- come grab a sticker. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. hanging out for almost two hours with us. Yeah. <laughs> so, congratulations, Kyle, Becca, Penelope, um, Guard Dog. Daydream's been around for two years now, and we're on what's your address, Monrovia. 1588 Monrovia in Newport Beach, uh, Cross Street, 16th Street. Yep. You got it. Yep. So come um, check it out, you guys. Congratulations. Uh, we love what you guys are doing. We love that you guys are entrepreneurs, self-employed, employing 10 other people, contributing to the local tax community. Um, like We love that. Yeah. You Surf know. Groms. Oh, still, yeah. still a Grom. Yeah. See you at Lowers every once in a while. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Hopefully we see each other more often there. Yeah. Th- thanks to you guys, too, for doing what you do. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys are doing including something you're us. passionate about, and thanks for including us. In, yeah, in yeah. Pod. Congratulations on the upcoming uh, venture. Thanks. Yeah. Semi-Tropic Wines. Semi-Tropic Wines. Uh, we'll have to do um, episode two after yeah. that. Um, anything else you guys want to promote or bring up or... I think that's. I think we nailed it. Yeah, I don't think there's. Totally nailed it. I think we're cruising. Yeah. Penelope's uh, apologizing for snoring this whole time. Uh. If the mic picked that up at all. Oh, little buddy. Well, congratulations, you guys. Thanks Thanks. for having us. Yeah, things awesome. All right. Peace out. Peace out.
Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 